welcome to week 18 of the PBWF, the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation, presented to you by the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, a show that is for the fans, by the fans. I am your phenomenal host, Mr. Podcasting Chris Belcher. Joining me as always is the leader of the Mayhem brand, Mr. Andy York, the young buck, and Andy, week 18, man, yeah. I am pumped for this one. I am too. I, I think this one... Is the first show that's not a pay per view that I'm actually excited for really? <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm my worst critic when it comes sure. to this stuff, and so I feel like the last couple of weeks haven't been fantastic, or that I set the bar way too high in the first couple of weeks, and now it's like trying to pick back up. Um, but I'm I'm very excited for this one. You think you set the bar high in the first couple of weeks? I had Chris Jericho and r Truth the first couple of that's weeks, true. That's true. and like after that, I've I feel like I've been behind the eight ball yeah. all season yeah, yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like that's what I started with, and I can't replicate it exactly. And this is crazy because like last week I had. Roman Reigns versus John Moxley exactly. is my main event, and I feel more comfortable about this week than I did right. than I do last week. So, <laughs> exactly. Um, so we are going. We are coming down to the wire. Week eighteen. We're just a couple of weeks away from month five pay per view, and yeah. then month six. I mean, we may as well just let the cat out of the bag and let everybody know as we're building towards month six. The month six end pay per view is going to be called End of the Line. We decided on that probably a month ago or two or longer. Yeah. Because, um, it, it, we were texting like, Hey, what are we going to call it? What are we going to call it? And we both had end of the line on our <laughs> list. So we're like, okay, that's what we're doing. Um, so end of the line will be month six and that will be a joint effort. Yep. So there will not be two pay-per-views. There will be one show. Andy will have a set of matches from mayhem. I will have a set of matches from revolution and they're probably going to be some interpromotional probably. matches. Probably. Uh, if you haven't already figured that out. Yeah. Probably going to be some interpromotional <laughs> stuff. So that will be one pay-per-view. It won't be two. It will be a little bit long. So yep. buckle your seatbelts. But it's going to be worth it. So yep. It's kind of like our, our WrestleMania. Yes. If Definitely. you will, or SummerSlam, it's it's the big one. It is. It's the big one. Yeah, for sure. So we're excited about that. Um, and again, building towards season two. So you might be unsatisfied by month six. It's probably, fine. probably, probably yep. will be. Yep. Um, but <laughs> it'll be fine. It's going to be good stories. We're, we're all excited about it. Um, if you're digging what we're doing, if you're following along with us, if you've been with us from the beginning, thank you for doing that. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast uh, wherever you find it. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many more. If you're just now hopping on board, all the PBWF episodes are audio only and they're available in our archives, Spotify, Apple, wherever. Go back and check them out because as we said last week, you can be entertained by what we're doing today, but you might be a little lost. Yep. So yep. you want to make sure to go back and check it out, figure out exactly what is going on. But wherever you're at, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media at PBW Podcast. All right. Week 18. Week 18. Let's get started. I am uh, on the docket first with 30 minutes on the clock. And here we go. Good. Good. All right, here we go.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Revolution. I'm Tom Hannafin at ringside alongside Corey Graves and the Hall of Famer JBL. What a packed show we have tonight. A huge six-man tag featuring the major players Dolph Ziggler in the Aces and Eights. An incredible main event between Randy Orton and Roman Reigns. And maybe the biggest question of all, who is going to be our interim general manager? Well, Kayla Braxton is in the ring right now. Maybe she'll be able to shed some light on this. Kayla, of course, has a mic, and she welcomes the live crowd to Revolution. Kayla says that she's been informed by backstage personnel that she needed to come out here and, quote, kill some time because no one's heard from Austin. No one's heard from upper management about a general manager. They're trying to get in touch with somebody, but before Kayla can say anything else. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> Kayla says, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I've just received an email <laughs> from someone claiming to be the new Revolution general manager. Doesn't have a name, but it's addressed to me. The email says that he's running late and sincerely apologizes, but he wants me to relay that we shouldn't wait on him to get started. Our new GM says to get the first match in the ring, which is our six-man tag. Here we go. All right, I guess our new general manager is fashionably late. Well, I, I guess he's still... Who, who's calling the shots? Who knows? And nonetheless, here comes Beer Money. Here comes Killer Cross. We're going to have a six-man tag here to open the show. Representing the Aces and Eights, Scarlet and Taz, of course, are right behind them. Here comes Dolph Ziggler. Looking to get revenge on Bobby Roode after breaking up their longtime tag team and their singles match a couple weeks ago not going exactly the way Dolph would have wanted it to. And his partners, actually longtime friends of his, really, the major players, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. Here we go. The bell sounds. This one is underway. Myers kicking it off here with Bobby Roode. They start sizing each other up, but as they go to lock up, Roode steps back and he tags in Killer Cross. Now, Brian doesn't exactly look thrilled. <laughs> doesn't look like he's anxious to get up to, to Killer Cross, but here they go. They lock up, and Cross just shoves Myers back. Myers charges in, but same result. He just gets thrown back in the corner. Brian comes in again, shoulder tackle, but it doesn't phase Cross. Goes for another one, no effect again. Brian loads up for the roster cut, but Cross catches him. Uranagi in the middle of the ring. Brian able to crawl over and make the tag to Cardona, who not too keen about getting in the ring either, but here he comes, charges in, clothesline, hits Cross, but doesn't phase him. Tries again, same result. Cardona goes to the second turnbuckle, going for a missile dropkick, but Cross just swats him away, swats him to the side. Cross is just toying with these guys here. He tags Ziggler in. Here comes Ziggler, showing no fear, charges in, rights and lefts to Cross. It starts staggering him, really. Dolph tries to throw him off the ropes. Cross doesn't budge. Instead, he shoots Dolph to the ropes, hits a huge big boot to the face. Charge, uh, Charges into the corner. Cross scares Myers and Cardona off the apron to the floor. They're trying to strategize on the floor. Meanwhile, Cross grabs Ziggler and launches him over the top rope onto Myers and Cardona. What a scene here as we head to commercial break. 
We're back, and this one has been all aces and aces, you can imagine. Dolph Ziggler is taking a tremendous amount of punishment from James Storm, who finally got tagged into the match after the early domination from Cross. Ziggler fights up. He makes the tag to Cardona. Here he comes. Big clotheslines to Storm. Rude comes in. Cardona ducks. Big neck breaker. Storm gets up. Hit and... Cardona hits a big sky-high spine buster. Cross comes in. Cardona with a big drop kick to the knee. It rocks the big man. Hits him with another one. Cross goes down with his head between the ropes. Myers holds him. Cardona off the ropes. Guillotine through the ropes. It stuns Cross. Ziggler, able to come to, hits a super kick on Cross while he's just hanging there through the ropes. Cardona... Uh, gets back in the ring. Storm's legal. He hits a super kick on Cardona. The cover, one, two, kick out. Storm tags Rude in, picks up Cardona for the suplex. Looks like that finisher that they hit a couple weeks ago. Cardona slips behind, throws Storm into Rude, knocking him out of the ring. James Storm turns around. Radio silence. Cardona going for the pin, but the referee's not counting. Cardona must have missed. There was a blind tag. Here comes Rude with a roll-up. One, two. Ziggler's in to break it up. Ziggler and Rude going at it. The ref trying to gain control, but on the outside of the ring, Cross has come to. Spear by Brian Myers through the barricade. What a move. What an opening contest as we head to another commercial break. We're back, tail end of this match. Cross has not recovered from that spear through the barricade. Myers is legal with Bobby Roode, setting him up in the corner for the spear. Charges in. Roode, kick to the face, rocks him back. Ziggler makes the blind tag. Roode sets up Myers for the glorious DDT, but super kick from Ziggler. Rather than going for the cover, he just starts pounding on Roode, really waiting for this moment to get his revenge. The referee's count is up to four. Ziggler's not breaking, so the ref tries to pull Ziggler off. Back Ziggler into the corner. Cardona makes the blind tag. Not sure if Ziggler's aware of that or not. Cardona comes in. Rude gets to his feet. Radio silence. Storm's in to try to get involved, but a spear from Brian Myers taking out James Storm the cover. One, two, three. Matt Cardona and the major players picking up the big win here. Dolph Ziggler, as the ref is raising the hand of Myers and Cardona, trying to get Dolph to join in, but Dolph seems to be a little annoyed. Major players just trying to get the win here, but Dolph was looking for revenge. Nonetheless, what an opening contest that we have had. Cut backstage here. The Miz and Maurice are in their locker room. Ric Flair comes in all excited. Miz, Miz, woo, do I have some news for you. Miz says, what's going on, champ? Champ, Rick says, I think I'll be calling you champ later on because I talked to some family and I pulled a few strings, and since there was no winner in last week's Intercontinental Title Contenders match, Andrade's agreed to give you a title shot tonight. Miz's face just beams with joy as he hugs Flair, and he says, See, this is exactly why I have you around. Let's go get that gold. The three of them celebrate as we head to commercial break. We are back. Hopefully it's time to get some answers from Chelsea Green about her actions towards our women's champion. Chelsea had an impressive showing last week over Alexa Bliss, but really we're more interested in her words than her in-ring ability at this point. Chelsea grabs the microphone. 
says, you know, last week was a pretty good test. It was fun getting to mix it up with Alexa, but not nearly as much fun as it's going to be taking the women's title from Britt Baker. Now, we know she's been at home nursing her injuries, licking her wounds, and just wondering to herself, just like the rest of you, why, Chelsea, why? Why did you do what you did? Oh, my God. Oh, wait a minute. Oh gosh. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Caleb Braxton stands up from the timekeeper's position and says, I've got another email from our new general manager. The email says he's on his way and he again apologizes, but it's instructed me to tell you, Chelsea, that you have a match tonight. A challenge has been made and this person would like to face you right here, right now. All right, last week, one half of the Poison Pixies. This week, we're getting the other, apparently. Here comes Candice LeRae. We've got a ref out here. The bell sounds, and here we go. Match is underway. Should be fantastic. These two ladies locking it up. Chelsea with a headlock. Sent off the ropes. Tackle. Drop down. Leapfrog by Candace. Backwards leapfrog by Candace. And then connects with a huge drop kick. Chelsea gets up to her feet. Candace with a thes press. Taking her down and just pummeling rights and lefts on Chelsea. Candace finally gets up. Chelsea tries to make her way up, but Candace super kick, taking her right back down. Chelsea crawls to the corner, tries to pull herself up. Candace charges in, hip attack in the corner, snapmares Chelsea over, and then flips over with that rolling neck snap, Mr. Perfect style. Candace gets the cover. One, two, no, not enough. Candace dragging Chelsea to the corner, sits her on the top turnbuckle, goes up to meet her looking for Miss LeRae's wild ride, but Chelsea pushes her off, recovers, off the middle bar, off the middle buckle. There's the Pittsburgh or Panama Sunrise, whatever it is. She nailed it as she's going to pin Candace, though. The momentum carried Candace to the outside of the ring. Chelsea, in a panic, goes outside, throws Candace back in, goes for the cover. One, two, shoulder up by Candace at the very last second. Chelsea cannot believe it. She hit that move from out of nowhere, but the time that it took to get Candace back in the ring allowed her to cover. Chelsea pleading with the referee here as we take a commercial break. We're back. Conclusion of this match. What a match it has been. These two have traded advantages back and forth. Looks like Candace is in control here. She's on the second rope. Comes off. Tornado flatliner taking Chelsea down face first. The cover. One, two, kick out. Chelsea trying to call to the, crawl to the corner. Candace drags her to the center. Mrs. Gargano escape in the middle of the ring. Devastating submission move. Chelsea with nowhere to go, but all of a sudden, she reverses the leverage. She's got Candace pinned. One, two, kick out. Candace charges in. Bicycle kick by Chelsea. Turns her around. Unprettier, or for those of you who are not familiar, the kill switch hit by <laughs> Chelsea. She drags Candace to the corner. Up to the middle buckle. You know what's next. The Sunrise, Pittsburgh, Florida, Panama, whatever version it is. She hits it again. This time the cover. One, two, three. Chelsea Green picking up a big win. No rolling out of the ring for Candace on that one. Chelsea, another impressive win here on Revolution cut backstage and we see Edge and Christian speaking of Christian, talking backstage <laughs> and they all of a sudden stop Bully Ray and Taz walk into frame. Edge says hey boys, can, can we help you with something? Bully says yeah, actually you can 
You see, a couple of weeks ago, before the pay-per-view, you stuck your nose in our business, and, and we don't appreciate that. And it says, oh, really? Pretty sure that I had a match against Andrade at the pay-per-view. That's who we were coming after. You guys just happened to be in the way. And besides, few of those receipts were just payback for costing us the tag belts that call your shot. Bully says, listen. You knew what was going to happen to that pay-per-view. You knew not to trust Bully Ray. When have you and I ever seen eye-to-eye on anything? And it says, well, Bully, I thought we'd put all that stuff behind us, you know, all the wars we had through the years, but I guess you're just the same sellout that you always were. I'll tell you what, you've talked a big game since you got here at Revolution, but I think it's time you put your money where your mouth is. How about you and me, one-on-one, the next pay-per-view? Bully and Taz start backing away and they're laughing and Bully says, all right, have it, have it your way. You're on. What a bombshell of a match that's going to be as long as our new GM signs off on it. Speaking of, where is he anyway? Who knows? We got to take a break. It's time, apparently, for our Intercontinental Championship match coming up next. All right, here we go. It's time for another Intercontinental Championship match. I can't believe Ric Flair would use his family to make this match happen. But for his new protege, I guess that's why we call Rick the dirtiest player in the game. Nonetheless, here comes Rick, Maurice, of course, The Miz. What a trio this is. And here comes the champ, accompanied, of course, by Zelina Vega, who can hopefully try to neutralize at least Maurice and maybe Ric Flair as well. Bell sounds. Here we go. We're underway. Andrade keeps trying to lock up with the Miz, but Miz is backing into the ropes. The ref having to get between them to cause a break. Andrade tries it again, but Miz backs to the ropes again. Ref gets between them, but Miz thumb to the eye. The referee didn't see it. Puts Andrade in the corner. He starts delivering those flare chops. Wonder where he got that. But Andrade reverses. Starts hitting chops of his own. Andrade shoots Miz to the buckle. Miz reverses. Follows Andrade in. Big flying clothesline in the corner. Goes back to the buckle and hits a second one. Going for a third, but Andrade's out of the corner. Handspring. Pele kick to the Miz. It staggers him. Andrade grabs him from behind. Quick release German suplex. The cover. One, two, kick out by the Miz. Miz trying to get up. Andrade basement drop kick. Takes him right back down. Andrade going to the top turnbuckle. Could be looking for a moonsault. Comes off. Miz rolls out of the way, but Andrade lands on his feet. And then standing moonsault. Classic Andrade offense. Going for the cover. One, two, foot on the rope. Wait, Maurice put Miz's foot on the rope. Selena Vega is over to get in Maurice's face. The ref is distracted. Meanwhile, the Miz low blow on Andrade. Catches him. Skull crushing finale. The cover, the count. One, two, shoulder up by Andrade. Cannot believe he kicked out. Miz is beside himself as we have to take a commercial break. We are back and we're headed towards the end of this match. Miz is in full control, looking for the it kicks. He, of course, hits them all but the last one. Andrade catches Miz, looking for that release German suplex. Miz flips over, lands on his feet, gets Andrade's skull-crushing finale, but Andrade rolls through. Looks like he's going for a figure four, but Miz rolls him up. One, two, kick out. Miz grabs Andrade, picks him up for a powerbomb, tries to slingshot him off the ropes, but Andrade counters, draping armbar over the top rope. 
Andrade breaks it a four count, but the damage to The Miz has been done for sure. Andrade slingshots in through the middle rope, looking for that rolling cutter, but Miz catches him, counters, skull-crushing finale, he got him. He's going for the pin, but Zelina Vega is up on the apron <laughs> to distract the referee, and there's Maurice, and here they go. They're starting to get into it again. The Miz turns around, Andrade's up, hammer-like DDT, middle of the ring, he's got him covered, but there's no ref. From behind, Ric Flair, brass knucks to the back of the head of Andrade. He rolls the Miz over, not this way. One, two, three. Uh, we have a new <laughs> Intercontinental <laughs> Champion. Not only did Ric Flair use his influence to set the match up, but he betrayed his own family for the sake of the Miz. The ref goes to hand the title to the Miz, but Miz just snatches it. He gets down on his knees and he's looking at it like he just won the title for the first time. Flair and Maurice are in to celebrate. Flair goes to raise Miz's hand, but Miz just pulls it away. He's just focused on this Intercontinental Championship. Finally, he gets up. He hugs and kisses Maurice, and they leave without acknowledging Ric Flair. Flair exits, follows them out as we head to commercial break. We are back at the commentary table. We have been informed that apparently our GM still isn't here, but we've been told that next week we're finally going to hear directly from our women's champion, Dr. Brett Baker. We have also been informed that the major players are going to get a shot at the tag team champions, Santana and Ortiz, on next week's show. All of a sudden, Kayla Braxton is back in the ring. She says, I have just received an email from our general manager who is stuck in some crazy traffic, but he vows to be here tonight. But he has stated that due to the double count out that happened last week, Cody Rhodes and Daniel Bryan will have a rematch right here, right now. But this time, the winner is going to get a shot at Tommaso Ciampa and the World Heavyweight Championship. Well, that didn't take long. Here comes our champion. I'm sure he is none too pleased with that statement. He grabs the mic and he says, Kayla, are you serious? You can't be serious right now. And Kayla says, I'm just delivering a message. Champion says, well, you tell the messenger that whoever he is needs to know what he is walking into. The aces and eights run this show and we're not going to stand for this. In fact, I'm going to stay out here for this match so I can get a closer look at what happens. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Well, here we go. I guess we're going to have this match right here, right now. The winner getting a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship. We saw a classic last week. I'm sure they're going to repeat it this week. It's two weeks in a row we've had a lot of pyro. Oh, my gosh. Well, there's the pyro, but there's no Cody Rhodes. Where's Cody? Well, maybe he just realized the match wasn't, like, right now. Okay, well, here comes Brian, I guess. We'll get to we'll see Brian first, and then we'll get this one underway. Wait a minute. Brian's not going on. Brian's not here either. What? What? What is going on? Wait a minute. 
We're getting word we have to cut to the back. We see in the backstage hallway both Cody Rhodes and Daniel Bryan have been laid out in the middle of the hallway. They've got chairs, tables, and other plunder just laying on top and all around them. They have been ambushed and, of course, are in no condition to compete. We have got to take a commercial break. We will try to get this sorted out on the other side. We are back and we see Cody Rhodes and Daniel Bryan both being loaded into an ambulance and walking past the frame. It's Tommaso Ciampa, Bully Ray, and Taz. And they all have these just sickening grins on their faces. All of a sudden, Caleb Braxton catches up with them and says, Hey, guys, I just want you to be the first to know that the GM has emailed me again, and he's been watching everything that, that's been happening and feels that the three of you are responsible for what just happened. And Taz says, What? Are you kidding me? You can't prove that. And Caleb says, Well, whether or not that's true, the GM has ordered that next week, Tommaso Ciampa, you're going to defend your World Heavyweight Championship not against Cody Rhodes or Daniel Bryan because we don't know if they're going to be cleared, but you're going to defend it in an open challenge against an opponent handpicked by our new general manager. Kayla walks away. The aces and eights are in shock as to what they have just heard. But now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our main event here on Revolution. Here comes the Viper. The legend killer, Randy Orton. And his opponent, a man who has certainly been at the center of controversy recently in both sides of the PBWF, the number one draft pick of the Revolution brand, but he hasn't stopped him from shopping around. Here he comes, Roman Reigns. We'll have this incredible main event when we return from commercial break. We're back, bell sounds, and here we go. This one's underway. Of course, this match is starting at a snail's pace. Very Randy Orton-style <laughs> match, and Roman Reigns is playing right into it. Use your imagination, folks. Reigns has Orton grounded, but Orton makes his way back to his feet, backs Roman into the corner. Ref calls for a break. Reigns is looking down at Heyman. He starts going out to the apron, but Orton kicks the middle rope, crotching Roman Reigns. What a veteran move by the Viper. Reigns trying to gather himself, goes for a close on Orton Ducks, grabs Reigns from behind. Classic Randy Orton backbreaker. Reigns is down. Orton with a big knee drop, and he starts stomping Reigns repeatedly. Viper is in complete control here. Randy grabs Roman, puts him through the rope. He's going for the DDT. Roman fights out, drops down. Big uppercut to Randy Orton. He's just hanging through the ropes there. Reigns on the floor, hits a drive-by to Randy Orton. Uh, Roman taunting the crowd here as he feels he is back in control of this one. Gets back in the ring. Orton was playing possum, going for the RKO. Reigns catches him, shoves him off. Orton turns around. Big boot by Roman Reigns. He picks Randy up, shoots him off the ropes. Big Samoan drop. Randy Orton slowly rolls to the outside. Reigns follows him. Orton staggers to his feet, but he's in trouble. Reigns charges in, spear through the barricade. They just fixed this from when Brian Myers did it earlier, and Reigns has broken it again. He is in firm control as we take our final commercial break. We are back here, and it's been all Roman Reigns through the break. Several Superman punches, but has not been able to put Orton away. Orton has managed to avoid another spear, but I can't imagine it'll be much longer. Reigns is lining up. He does the ooh-ah. Here he comes, leapfrog by Orton. Reigns hits a turnbuckle, staggers back. RKO, he got him the cover. One, 
two, shoulder up at the very last second. You know how Roman Reigns does. Orton gets to his feet. Looks like he's lining up Roman for a punt, but Reigns catches it, uh, catches Orton with a big uppercut, follows it by a Superman punch, goes to the spear, set, or going to the corner, setting up for the spear, but Orton slow to get up. Finally, Reigns gets frustrated. He just locks in the guillotine. He's got Randy with nowhere to go. He passes out. The ref calls for the bell. Roman Reigns is victorious in our main event. Roman grabs the microphone and says, all right, Austin, what you got for me? Clearly, Orton was no match for me. Took care of him pretty easily. And if that's who you're sending to do your dirty work, you're going to have to do way better than that. What is this? What? (laughs) Wait a minute! Are you kidding me? It's the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. What is he doing here? Shawn has a mic and he says, First of all, I apologize for the tardiness. I've never been one to be on time. So why would tonight be any different? Hello, Roman. How you doing? Nice to see you. Now, I'm certainly not out here just to interrupt your celebration. You see, that terrible traffic delayed me and I wanted to announce this earlier, but... I'm the new interim general manager on Revolution. And the crowd goes crazy. And I've been watching everything that's happened tonight. And I'm going to address a lot of those things next week. But Roman, I also have some news to deliver for you. You see, we got a pay-per-view coming up in a couple weeks. And it is called Seasons Beatings. And while that doesn't sound too friendly, I thought I would try to get everybody in the Christmas spirit with this show. So with that being said... Roman, my gift to you is I'm going to book you in the main event of that show. And that main event is going to be a miracle on 34th Street fight. And it will be against a man who is expected to be cleared for action around that time. It's a man who you really haven't seen eye to eye with recently. Roman, you're going to go up against Stone Cold Steve <laughs> Austin. And that's the bottom line because old HB Shizzle said so. Are you kidding me? Shawn Michaels is here on Revolution. Roman Reigns is beside himself. He's going to face the rattlesnake. Stone Cold Steve Austin at season's beatings. What a night that's going to be. What a night we've had here tonight. We'll see you next week on Revolution. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> the, uh, you had me with the, the anonymous general manager stuff. Yeah. I'm praying it was Hornswoggle again. Um, that's that. Wow. <laughs> that's a great way to reveal it. That was very, that was very creative. I, you know, the anonymous general manager was in, was around my dark time of watching. Uh, yeah. So I wasn't totally involved in all that yeah but i obviously i knew it was a thing right right so when i knew the storyline was coming up i was like i'm gonna use that because that's <laughs> really good yeah yeah it had a, it has a better payoff than the uh the original one did well you know i thought so we got sean michaels <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah sean michaels hornswoggle come on you can't do better than that that's what i thought you can't do better than that uh i really like that that was that was great 
Edge and Bully is going to be a lot of fun as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was just. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Good stuff. Chelsea Green needs to know what her finisher is. I should come up with a name. I have a, it's fine. Whatever. She. For those of you who think I don't know what I'm doing or I haven't come up with a name for it, she's clearly using it because of right. just a toy with Brett. Right, so right, right, right. That's probably why I haven't come up with a name with it yet. Yeah. So. Great stuff. Oh, man. What a show. I went. About as long as I thought I was going to go. I thought I was going to be a little longer, but I'm good. No, you're good. All right. All right. Over to the Mayhem side. If I can get my headphones to work so we don't have this issue. Um, Let's see here. Here we go. All right. I think that's going to work right there. All right. We're very technically savvy here. We are. Here's the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. (laughs) Uh, it went out again. Dang it. Stop it. There we go. Okay. We good? Yeah, we're we good. We set? Okay. I think we're good. It is all you. All right. So there is no video package this week. Okay. <clears throat> Instead, we open up with a split screenshot of John Moxley and Miro entering the building as the crowd is buzzing for this championship main event tonight between these two men. But we zoom in on Miro as he's entering the building and he slows down and is face-to-face with Triple H. And Triple H stands up next to him and says, we don't want any trouble. We just want to talk. And we cut back to the crowd. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mayhem. And as we just saw, tonight's main event is one for the ages. John Moxley will defend his championship for a second week in a row as he will be taking on Miro. Plus, the Mayhem women's champion, Becky Lynch, will be in action, as will Chris Jericho. But we are starting things off with a bang. You can hear the crowd chanting Goldberg as you hear the sparkles flying. And Goldberg is here, and I'm sure he is going to have some words for Bray Wyatt as we heard him last week. Basically saying that he is going to right some wrongs that he feels Goldberg has done to him in the past. Goldberg gets in the ring. He's not headbutting anything. He's not bleeding for this promo, but he has a microphone in his hand. And he says, well, well, I've only been here for a cup of coffee and already I'm shaking things up. I planned on walking into Let's Rumble, win the Rumble, and win the PBWF Mayhem Championship. Little did I know that some enemies from my past would show their ugly face again. Bray... I gotta be honest with you. I don't blame you for what you did. I don't expect anything less from a man who blames all of his problems on other people. (laughs) You've never taken responsibility for your own mess-ups. You blame me for almost ruining your career just like you blame John, Randy, and uh, a certain boss for a long time. You've never realized that maybe they weren't the problem all along. You were. But don't worry, kid. I'll help you understand. You see, I've already talked to Regal, and it's official. 
at high voltage, it'll be Bray Wyatt versus Goldberg. So the only thing left to say is, Bray, you're next. Strong words from Bray Wyatt. And we cut to commentary, and Michael Cole says, Bray Wyatt has exactly what he wants. The chance to write something that he felt wronged him. The question is, though, does Goldberg know what he is getting himself into? Only time will tell, but coming up next, Chris Jericho will be in his first singles match here on Mayhem. And we cut back to Goldberg, waving to the crowd when the music cuts and the Titantron begins to, to have static on it. Followed by all of the lights in the arena cut out. And they come back on, and Bray Wyatt is standing right behind Goldberg. Goldberg turns around into a headbutt from Bray. Bray is just standing over top of him and is just laying in the shots, punching him over and over and over again. Goldberg is busted open. He throws Goldberg headfirst into the LED wall. Goldberg is staggered, and Bray hits him with a sister Abigail, followed by a second sister Abigail, a third sister Abigail. But Bray isn't done yet. He grabs him again and throws Goldberg through the LED wall. Sparks are flying. Pyro is now going off. Bray Wyatt has destroyed Goldberg here as he just kind of stands there with this dead stare in his face. Someone is, uh, Michael Cole is yelling, someone get out here and help Goldberg. Cut to commercial. We got to cut to commercial as we cut to commercial break. We come back from commercial break and medical personnel are emerging with Goldberg. They have him on the board. He is busted open. He is bleeding. Chris Jericho comes out laughing and pointing at Goldberg. We know those two men have a, uh, a long history together as well. And he flips off Goldberg as he is just walking down to the ring. The crowd is singing him in like they always like to do. And his opponent is already in the ring, Sami Zayn. Chris Jericho versus Sami Zayn. The bell rings, and Jericho walks towards Sami, reaches out for a handshake, Sammy looks at him before just slapping him in the face. Jericho is enraged and runs towards him, but gets caught with a blue thunder bomb. But Jericho is able to just roll out of the ring. Sammy rolls to the other side. He runs, jumps, does the between the ropes DDT thing that he do on the outside, but gets caught with a Judas effect in midair. Jericho crawls back into the ring. The referee is at the count of five, six, seven, eight, nine. Sami Zayn is barely able to get back in the ring right before the count of 10. But immediately Jericho is on the attack. He shoots Sami off the ropes. He just takes him out with a forearm. Jericho shoots Sami into the corner, runs towards him, but Sami dodges him and hits him with a halluva kick on Jericho. But he is way too hurt to go for the pin. Who can get the advantage in this match? We have to take a commercial break. We come back from commercial break. Both men are trading shots in the ring. Sammy goes for a clothesline, but Jericho dodges it and shoots Sammy's legs and goes for the walls of Jericho. He lo he locks in the walls very tightly. Sammy is screaming in pain in the middle of the ring. Sammy is crawling towards the bottom rope, but Jericho slowly pulls him back to the center. But somehow Sammy is able to reverse the roll of the hold and rolls him up one. Two, Jericho kicks out. Jericho's back up, but eats a big boot from Sammy. He tries to pull Jericho up, but Jericho rolls him up this time. One, two, kick out. Sammy connects with another kick to Jericho before shooting him into the corner. He goes for a halluva kick, but gets caught with a code breaker. Jericho covers him. One, two, three. Jericho gets the hard-fought victory over Sami Zayn. And immediately, Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe, they join Chris Jericho in the ring. And then the three men just start to put the boots to Sami Zayn. They are beating down on Sami over and over and over again. 
Seth Rollins and Wardlow both are hitting the ring. They both are running down to the ring. Owens and Jericho split, but Samoa Joe is still standing there face to face. He is now standing face to face with Wardlow. Finally, Jericho and Owens pull Samojo out of the ring while the two men just stare each other down. We cut to commentary where Michael Cole says, "Wow, well, it's a good thing Wardlow and Seth were here to help Sammy tonight." But Pat, I got to ask you, what are your thoughts about what MJF said about you last week? MJ uh, uh, Pat McAfee says, "Well, I'm glad you asked, Michael, but." I'm not just going to tell you. I'm going to let the whole world know. And he throws his headset down. He jumps on the announce table. He has a microphone in his hand. He says, Maxwell Jacob Douchebag. We all heard you last week. So much so that we thought we were listening to Corey Graves cry about another Carmella loss. But Max, let's just see if you can put your money where your mouth is. In three weeks, high voltage. How about you and I go one-on-one? And to sweeten the deal, if you win... I'll never step foot in the ring again. But when I win, I want you to acknowledge that I'm better than you and you know it. And Pat winks into the camera as we cut to commercial break. Uh, We come back from commercial break and we cut to a backstage area where we see Miro walking out of Revision's locker room. Obviously, the other three members were in the ring dealing with Sami Zayn, but it was just Miro and Triple H. Renee Young walks up to him and says, Miro, what, what was that about? And she holds the microphone up to him. Miro just looks at her and then just walks away. the number one contenders for the PBWF Mayhem Tag Team Championships. As the Street Profits are here, this is singles action though as Montez Ford will be taking on Carl Anderson. Montez Ford gets in the ring. Here comes just the good brothers, just Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson and Gallows too sweet before he gets into the ring. The bell rings, and this is a fast-paced match like you would expect. Both men begin the match by trying to get the quick pinfall, but neither man can get past the count of one. Finally, Montez gets a deep roll-up on Carl. One, two, kick out, and Ford instantly uh, eats a huge uppercut from Carl, sending him out of the ring. Uh, Anderson is trying to get out of the ring, but the ref is trying to stop him. On the outside, though, Montez eats a super kick from Gallows before being thrown back into the ring. Carl goes for the pin. One, two, kick out. Carl starts to pull Ford up, but Dawkins jumps on the apron, and Carl is now distracted. Gallows comes up from behind and pulls Dawkins off the apron, hits a huge uppercut on him in the ring. Carl turns around, though, into a super kick from Ford before Ford shoots off the ropes and takes Gallows out with a suicide dive on the outside. Can Montez keep this momentum up? We have to take a commercial break. We come back from commercial break, and as Carl Anderson, ca- uh, we come back from break as Carl Anderson catches Ford with a huge spine buster. Carl rolls uh, to the apron, climbs to the top rope, something he doesn't normally do. Montez low kips up and leaps to the top rope and hits a huge superplex, cr- crashing to the mat. And in one quick motion, Montez is back up on the top rope and hits a frog splash from out of nowhere. Goes for the cover one. Two, but Gallows is in now and kicks Montez in the side of the head. The referee calls this one off. He rings for the bell. Both teams are now brawling all over the ring. Finally, security and officials are trying to separate them. They finally get the profits separated back up the ramp, but they turn around into super kicks from the Young Bucks. Stereo super kicks from the Young Bucks. Matt, uh, William Regal is now out here. He is screaming at the Bucks, pushing them back into the backstage area as he checks on 
uh, Street Profits. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden we cut, this is chaotic everywhere, but we cut with a cameraman running through the halls backstage. They find Wardlow unconscious, Seth Rollins grabbing his knee in pain, and Revision kind of standing back. We have to figure out what's going on here as we take a commercial break. We come back from commercial break and we see video footage from backstage of Revision jumping Seth Rollins and Wardlow backstage, beating down on both men to kind of get revenge for what they did earlier tonight by saving Sami Zayn. And then we cut backstage. We see the Young Bucks are just outside of the gorilla position, waiting for the uh, Good Brothers as the Good Brothers walk through. And Matt Jackson says, we got your back, boys. Don't worry about it. And Carl Anderson ignores their attempt at a two-suite, and he steps face-to-face with them and says, if you ever get in our business again without us telling you, then we're going to have some problems. And Matt Jackson steps in his face and says, well, if it wasn't for us, there wouldn't be a No Good Brothers in, in Mayhem. But if you don't want our help, then don't worry about it. You're on your own then. Finn Balor slowly walks into the frame and says, do we have problem, boys? Because if we do, then I don't mind putting you guys in your place. I'm the leader, not you. Now you do what I tell you to do, and if, you don't ex- if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go tell the world about what I plan to do at end of the line. Finn Balor is making his way. This is the first time we have seen Finn Balor since he won the Mayhem Rumble at Let's Rumble. And he gets into the ring, microphone in his hand. He says, well, well, well. The world is looking at the man who literally outlasted 29 others to solidify my championship win at the end of the line pay-per-view. So whether it's John Moxley, Miro, or someone else, the outcome will still be the same. I'm walking into the end of the line with nothing to lose, and I'm walking out with everything you could ever want. I have been overlooked, doubted from the beginning, but all of that is ending soon. And Drew McIntyre walks out onto the stage, microphone in his hand. He says, Finny boy, congratulations on your big <laughs> win at Let's Rumble. And he enters the ring. He says, I got to tell you, you and I have had very similar careers. We both had promising starts that quickly fell apart due to injury and just being overlooked. So I know where you're coming from. But you know, the only difference is... I never needed a boy band to find success. <laughs> In fact, when I was literally a part of a boy band was the lowest <laughs> moment of my career. So why don't you continue to show the world that you should be taken seriously by fighting me one-on-one tonight? And Finn Balor just kind of looks at him and laughs and says, Drew, you are just as stupid as you look. But look, I'll tell you what. I'll give you the chance to earn a match with me. How about next week, you go one-on-one with a member of the Bullet Club? And if for some reason you beat them, then we'll talk. But don't hold your breath. And Finn Balor slaps Drew McIntyre across the face before bailing out of the ring. Drew is kind of holding his cheek and laughing at Finn Balor as we cut to commercial break. We come back from commercial break. Becky Lynch emerges with that PBWF Women's Championship. She is looking for a tune-up match here tonight as she will be taking on Bianca Belair at high voltage. And she gets into the ring and her opponent. Ah. A face we have not seen in a long time here on Mayhem. Ruby Soho is back 
as she was taking some time for herself to try to get back together. She had had a rough start here at Mayhem. She is hoping to get back to winning fashion here tonight. And the bell rings and the two women step face to face. And here comes the number one contender for that women's championship, Bianca Belair. And the bell is already rung, and Becky is shocked. But from behind, Ruby Soho rolls her up. But Becky rolls through directly into a manhandle slam, covers her one, two, three. Becky Lynch gets the easy victory here tonight. She takes care of business. Bianca Belair slowly enters the ring. The two women are standing face to face. Becky is looking around. Shrugs her shoulders, drops the championship, and just begins the hockey fight with Becky or Bianca. They brawl out of the ring as Bianca throws Becky over the barricade, but Becky has held on to her hair and pulls her into the barricade. Becky jumps on the barricade and hits a drop kick, sending her flying into the stairs. She pulls Be uh, Bianca over, puts her arm behind the still steps. She goes to hit a drop kick on the still steps. Bianca gets out of the way at the last second and runs back up the ramp. Becky rolls back into the ring. Holds up the championship and shows her how close she was to breaking her arm. This thing is going to get heated very quickly as we head into high voltage as we take a commercial break. Uh, we come back from commercial break and we cut to commentary um, where Michael Cole says, We have a medical update on Goldberg after being attacked by Bray Wyatt earlier tonight. He has a severe concussion as well as several broken ribs. We have no timetable for his return or whether he will be cleared for the match at high voltage. And all of a sudden, static fills the screen again. And all we just hear is run a repeated voice. This is just the beginning. Over and over and over and over again. Hmm. And we cut backstage and we see Bobby Lashley is standing in front of a cameraman. And he says, everyone seems to have forgotten who I am. I am the almighty Bobby Lashley. I'm not a joke. I'm a threat. I'm a threat to John Moxley, and I'm certainly a threat to a coward like Keith Lee. Swerve and Lee aren't on my level, and I'm going to prove that, and all of a sudden a crew member accidentally walks behind Lashley in frame, and Lashley literally turns around, grabs him around by the neck, slams him into the wall before back body suplexing him onto the ground, and then just <laughs> stares into the camera with that mean look on his face as we cut to commercial break. <laughs> Killed him. We come back from commercial break, and we are backstage. Ruby Soho is is distraught in the hallway, when all of a sudden she is approached by Finn Balor. And Finn walks up to her and says, Ruby, why don't we go and talk for a little bit? And CM Punk is making his way out to the ring, and he's got some questions, or he's got some answers that we need to hear after brutally attacking John Cena last week. We already know the match is set at high voltage. CM Punk versus John Cena for one last time. And Punk gets into the ring. The crowd is booing. And he says, For years, all everyone has talked about when it comes to my career is John Cena. The man who I had one of my best matches with, one of my biggest rivals, and yet I still can't get rid of him. You are the one that I just can't... That You're the one that just keeps coming back. So, one more match to end them all. And I promise you, John, when I'm done with you, you will be finished. Your wrestling career, movie career, all of it. You will become an afterthought, a whisper in the wind, and I will truly and finally be free from you. And Cena comes bolting down to the ring. He wants some revenge. 
He slides in the ring, but Punk bails instantly, and he has, still has his mic front in his hand. He goes up the ring and says, John, I'm already in your head. You can't stand me being right about you. But don't worry. You won't have to hide your true nature. Because next week, I'm going to expose you for the fraud that you really are. And Punk says that he has some information on John Cena. He has something on Cena that'll be very, very interesting. But coming up next, our main event, John Moxley versus Miro. What's my time? Uh, you got 11 minutes. Oh, we're good. We come back from com- or we come back from commercial break, and we're on commentary. And Michael Cole says, next week, Drew McIntyre goes one-on-one with a member of the Bullet Club. The Good Brothers will defend their tag team championships against the Street Profits. And Bray Wyatt will be here in person again to answer for his attack on Goldberg. But right now, it is time for a championship main event. And here comes Miro, and Pat McAfee says, Michael Cole, I've got this one. You're looking at the next PBWF Mayhem champion. My best friend Miro is going to do this thing tonight. I love John Moxley. I don't want John Moxley to think I'm going against him, but that's my best friend, and he's going to win that championship here tonight. And Miro gets into the ring. Here comes John Moxley, the Mayhem champion, on his way to the ring. He's been a very busy man the last three weeks defending his championship against CM Punk. Roman Reigns last week, and then this week Miro. And he's obligated to defend it again at high voltage, so he's going to be a very busy man. If he can withstand this long run, uh, we're going to have to question, can anybody beat John Moxley? for this Mayhem Championship. He gets into the ring, the bell rings, and the two men lock up in the middle of the ring. Miro gets the advantage, shoots Moxley off the ropes, takes him down with a shoulder tackle. Miro's just kind of standing over Moxley, but he quickly gets taken down, uh, and Moxley tries to apply the bulldog choke onto him, but Miro escapes and almost locks in the game over, but Moxley is in the ropes to break the hold. Moxley turns around, though, and into a huge super kick from Miro, but he's able just to roll out of the ring from the kick, Miro is staring at the crowd, shrugs his shoulders before shooting off the ropes and hitting a suicide dive, sending Moxley flying over the announce table. Miro walks out of the ring, looks at Pat McAfee, high-fives Pat before grabbing Moxley and pulls him back over the table, but somehow Moxley is able to get back over the table, reverse it, and paradigm shift Miro through the announce table. Who is going to walk away with the Mayhem Championship? We have to take our final commercial break. We come back from the break, and both men are in the ring. Moxley has Miro on the top rope, and he hits a superplex directly into an arm bar on the ring, in the on the mat. Uh, Miro is screaming in pain, but from the crowd, Kevin Owens and Jericho jump on the apron and distract the referee. Moxley breaks the hold and hits a forearm on Owens and Jericho, knocking them off the apron. The rest of the revision is now down here. The referee is distracted by Triple H, while from behind, Samoa Joe is in the ring and hits a Uranagi onto Moxley. Joe and Miro are now standing face-to-face, and he motions for Miro to go for the pin. Miro smiles and steps toward Moxley before hitting a super kick on Samoa Joe. And he looks at Triple H and yells, I can do this on my own. I don't need you. But from behind, he gets hit with a paradigm shift, covers him one, two. Miro kicks out. 
but he kicked out directly into a bulldog choke. Miro is fading quickly. Miro finally passes out. He didn't quit. His body gave up on him. And Moxley retains the PBWF Mayhem Championship here tonight. But before Moxley can even get up, Revision is in the ring and begins to beat down on him. He's be they are beating down. They are beating down, beating down. Seth Rollins and Wardlow have been taken out. They cannot come down to help. And all of a sudden, Regal enters the, ra uh, the ramp area with a microphone in his hand. He says, boys, boys, boys. And they stop. He says, Hunter, I told you that you would learn to listen to me. You have defied me for the last time. And Regal climbs into the ring. You think you run things? Not anymore. This is my show. And what I say goes. Since you don't want to listen to me, you've left me with no choice. Triple H, you're... And Hunter kicks Regal in the gut and drills him with a pedigree. And the rest of the revision just kind of stand there shocked. They don't know what happens. Triple H looks at him and says... Tells him to continue to beat down on Moxley and Regal. Triple H rolls out of the ring, throws in a steel chair and a sledgehammer. Hunter puts the chair over Regal's head and neck. He tells them to hold him. He lifts up the sledgehammer, but Moxley is just now standing right in front of him. And Hunter smiles before hitting Moxley with the sledgehammer, busting him open. He tells Samoa Joe to grab Moxley and make him watch the way he's about to do. He lifts up the hammer and hits the chair onto Regal's head. Regal is knocked out. He is not moving. Someone needs to get out here and help Regal. Someone needs to stop this madness. Someone come help Regal as we fade to black. Wow. Good stuff. Thank you. Good stuff. Man, nice ending. Really liked it. Very good. Yep. <laughs> very, very, very good. Um, the dirt on John Cena, I'm very interested in. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I think it's going to be good. It's going to be interesting. I am very interested in that. Drew McIntyre's 3MB reference was amazing. <laughs> so glad you did that. Uh, the other thing... That really popped in my head. I was like, man, I wish he would have done this, which, I mean, it's out of the realm of possibilities. But you said that you were starting your show with a bang, and I immediately wanted to see DDP. I know. And it didn't happen. I thought the same thing when I said that. And I was like, oh, well, I probably shouldn't have said that. I don't know what else to say for Goldberg. <laughs> right. For Meathead, but that's Ryback. So that's that. true. That, yeah, that's a good point. Um, really good show. I enjoyed it very much. Um, I don't think your last couple shows have been bad, but, you know... <laughs> You know, whatever. <laughs> you think so, it's fine. I uh, hope you guys are out there uh, that are listening, have enjoyed it. Uh, great shows. Heading to pay-per-view. We've got two more TVs yep. before the pay-per-view. So next week, uh, we'll have to see what happens uh, with all those guys that, you know, they got jumped on my show and on your show and... Pat McAfee throwing shots at Corey Graves <laughs> and, you know, all this other crazy stuff. And Ruby Soho. Poor Ruby. Yeah, I know. Yeah. She's only won one match, and that was against Sasha at the beginning, and then it's just been downhill since It's been then. downhill. Well, maybe yeah. Finn Balor can turn her fortunes around. We will see. All right. That is going to do it for this episode of the PBWF. Again, subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Make sure you're following us at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For Mr. Andy York, my name's Chris Belcher. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us today, and we will catch you guys down the road.